you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Action Park Media. Pump rules to Vegas and everywhere in between. It's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Shenanigans. We are back in studio. Haven't been here since last year, right, Jamie? It's been a while and everything has changed. Yeah, we now have a new dope setup that if you didn't see it on my Instagram, you'll see it on my vlog where the desks are all positioned, very socially distanced. I feel safe here. I started to get a little paranoid again over the last month and I'm like, I'm not seeing anyone unless they've been tested. I'm not going in the studio. And then I saw on Nima's Instagram, the new setup, I was like, Oh, wait, I can go back in studio now. So we have our first guest in studio of 2021. She is drop-dead gorgeous. I've never felt so frumpy in this studio. Miss Lindsay Palas. Hi. Thank How you are for you? having me. I'm so good. Did I say your last name right? You did. Palas. I, I echo on these, too. I told you. Yes. We don't, we don't like the headphones over here. Sheena I is love a pro. the headphones. She loves it. But I can't wear them. And yeah, I think to too, off. because like when I'm hosting the show, I feel like, I don't know, I feel more official maybe. You look so, very official. Thanks. So. Yeah, you look great. No you're, one else you're has like to wear You're like the teacher them. and I'm over here <laughs> in, in my little desk. I'm the student over here. Yeah. I like this though. I like this setup. It's good. Everyone's got some good lights and a good background behind them. I'm happy about the new camera setup because I was telling Narod, our producer, the last time we had the cameras in here, they were three cameras but on tripods. Oh, yeah. And the way that they were set up was you had a great angle. It was head on, but all of my angles were profiles. See, were- I disagree. I thought yours looked great. I hated it. And when you liked the Zoom angle yeah. of the Murr episode better, it wasn't better. <laughs> it I was. asked five people's opinion and well, they great. all you disagreed. You just probably don't like my face then because no, you I love preferred seeing the side view. <laughs> I prefer seeing the side view of my own face. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a good profile. <laughs> Thank you. Only on one side though. <laughs> 
So, um, gorgeous, Lindsay sitting here. So, okay, how did you two get introduced? I want to talk about the things that y'all have in common. And then we have so many fun questions. Lindsay and I are just meeting for the first time in person today. I know. I feel like we've met, though. We feel like we've known each other. I feel like I know you so much. But we are business partners Mm -hmm. in Sugar Taco, which is the plant-based Mexican restaurant here in LA. And we're opening a second location. Hell yeah. Very yeah. soon. So I'm actually genuinely excited to try it, especially after you posted those like churro donuts the other day. Oh my God. And so I'm like, good. of course, I have my glucose test today. And you're like, oh, we could get them. And I was like, no, 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 no <laughs> sugar before this test. But I'm so excited to come to the friends and family soft opening. Yeah. Are you going? I'm going. Are you going the first night or the second night? I think the second night. No. We're going the first one. Well, maybe I'll go the first one. I just don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm excited. I haven't been inside and seen it. The the girls, the other investors are like great at painting. Oh, my God. And art. And I'm not. So I'm not either. Yeah. I'm like, I'll post about this shit. You guys do what you're good at. Yep. I've this stopped there thing. a couple times and it's so crazy. Like I'll see Tina in the back lot, like spray painting and sanding down chairs and hammering yeah. shit. And I'm just like, I felt so like unneeded. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'll hire a task rabbit, but I'm yes. not the best at painting. And- but I did do the lease for the place. So I, I did, you know. Oh, sick. I helped out a little bit. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> well, it's so nice to meet you. I also listen to you guys' show. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. On Fridays. It's very lighthearted. And warm, and that's what I like. I feel like I have a really good bullshit detector. So when I listen to a lot of other people, I'm like, oh, you're trying so hard. Like, oh, this is so pretentious. I don't feel that way when I listen to the show. Oh, good. And I think Jamie has added such a good element to the show because, I mean, it was just me for a while by myself. And as much as I love interviewing other people, sometimes I also like to be interviewed. Sometimes I like to just talk shit with a girlfriend and just have a fun episode. Like last week we did my old Hollywood ho days and yeah, it was a fun episode. I was like, wow, I haven't talked about this stuff in a long time. (laughs) It was fun. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, did I say too much about sneaking out of my house when I was 14 (laughs) years old and going into New York City? Like, are people going to think I'm a crazy person? But that's okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. I did that with Bourbon Street. Did you? Yeah, I'm from Louisiana. So that was... okay. Which is way more dirty. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, because everyone's probably just wasted all the time. They're right? so wasted. And how, and how old? <laughs> it's very humid. So there's a lot of sweat. There's sweat, Mardi Gras beads. How alcohol. old were you when you were doing that? I was sneaking out definitely at 16 or so. As okay. soon as I got a license, that's when the lying began. And I began lying about my whereabouts. But I would be on Bourbon Street. And thank God I lived. No, nothing crazy happened. Yeah. I know. I don't know how I'm still alive, but (laughs) thankfully we're all still here. I know. I'm like, I didn't really do anything that crazy. I mean, nothing before 18, like nothing in high school. I was a pretty good girl. I was always a sober driver. Oh, I know. But that all went to shit when I moved out to Hollywood. I was like, I could walk to the club. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. How long have you been in LA now? Like seven years? Six years. Okay. Ish, I think. Yeah. yeah. I moved here when I was 23. I'm 29 now. So yeah, that's six. Love it. It's been fun. So what does your family think? I know you come from a big family. What do they think of your Hollywood life? You know, at first they thought I was a moron. I think everyone thought that. They're like, there's no way you're going to move to California and like model and that's going to work for you. They're like, watch me. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You forget that I'm insane and I don't care. So like that kind of, I have this kind of drive where I really don't care what anyone thinks. And so, yeah, I moved here. And the first time I got paparazzi, I think was when my mom was like, whoa, 
she's not an idiot. Like she knows what she's doing. She's figured this out. And uh, I remember it was like the fountain blue in Miami and she posted it all over Facebook. And I was like, I I was like, yeah. And I was like, you weren't even there when I was like moving here at 23. You were not down. So, you know, but now they're down They're They don't care. They're happy. I can pay my bills. So for the listeners who don't know who you are, (laughs) I mean, they're probably living under a rock if they don't. But can we give them a little backstory? Hell yeah. Okay, so I moved. um, My name's Lindsay. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Louisiana, and um, I moved to L.A. at 23 after I graduated from LSU. And I always wanted to be a model, whatever that entailed, but I was only 5'3". And um, I ended up moving here, and I actually modeled with Playboy, and I ended up having, like, a massive social media following. Oh, I'm forgetting one part. I, uh... I ended up like dating Dan Bilzerian at <laughs> Oh, that little part. <laughs> yeah, I forget that part. I actually moved here at the time with maybe like a quarter of a million followers, which was a ton. Wow. Back then. Yeah, a ton. That's a ton. Yeah. And Dan was like, you know what? I'm going to make you internet famous. And I was like, okay, whatever you mean. And I had a million followers in like a month. And so, but That's from then crazy. on, yeah. So from then on, I've been, you know, consistent modeling and I do appearances and I have a podcast and I've been on a few shows and I just kind of do the Hollywood thing and it's been going really well. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You also have calendars. I do. Yeah. I sell, I do these calendars that we sell internationally and I produce the whole thing. So I feel like Instagram modeling and all that stuff gets a bad rap but you do so many jobs in one yeah I'm negotiating deals and I'm editing stuff and I'm directing projects and it's kind of a lot more work than people realize I don't think people understand that it is an actual legitimate career that you make money you pay taxes and you put work into I mean if it wasn't for Instagram I wouldn't have survived 2020 yeah because my show wasn't filming and ads all dropped out of podcasts. So it was like, okay, I'm doing this for fun. I started doing YouTube, which also is a job that pays. For sure. But it's like, I don't think people realize how much goes into it. And then also what comes with that territory. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like, and that's why I get so picky and pissy about like algorithms and Instagram getting mad if you post a bikini picture and doing all these manipulative tactics to like, run how we look at it because in my opinion that's not a fair market and it's just not fair to my business if you if I have 10 million people follow me and you show my stuff to 10,000 because you decided to you're directly affecting my income and I do pay taxes on that money so I feel like it's unfair I hate it I hate the algorithm I do love your rants though on Instagram (laughs) and your stories about the censorship and things like that and I just love how you go off and even on Twitter I don't have Twitter but I was able to read through some of yours Uh because I hear you're great on the Twitter takedowns you should just have like a not like a troll account but just like have like you know like a finsta just like have an account that you don't tweet from but you can still like keep up to date. Well, I just I Ooh, yeah. hate social media, which is ironic because we have like a social media superstar sitting here right <laughs> here and she can probably teach me everything I need to know about right. it. But I don't like being on it. So my only too. social is Instagram right now and I and Clubhouse. Have you heard of Clubhouse? I have. I cannot the idea of it sounds horrible to me. Same for she. I'm like Jamie, I can't get with it. Her and Brock, <laughs> my boyfriend, they love it. It's just it's not for me. I've I've tried I keep like gaining followers on it, but I'm like, eh. I haven't seen it. But in my head, it would be a place where people tried to out personality one another. And that is my biggest pet peeve. Like I cannot, well, I don't care. It's, you know? I mean, basically 
the quick rundown of it is there's different rooms. Okay. okay. So whoever you're following, you can see what rooms they're in. And what I like about it is that it's like in a new, it's in the beta stage right now. So there aren't a lot of people using it. So you have access to the best top people in any field. So yeah. I can go ask Grant Cardone a question about real estate. You know, he's on there and, or I can like, Perez Hilton, it was so funny. Perez does all these rooms. <laughs> oh, interesting. He, he invited Sheena on as a moderator. She accidentally accepts it. Okay, so no, no, no. <laughs> he didn't invite me on as a moderator at first. I had all my notifications on. Okay. And I see it said something like Perez Hilton, da-da-da. And so I just thought like, oh, he just joined uh, Clubhouse. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll click on his profile. No, when I clicked, I automatically entered the room. It shows my face. I'm one of the first people to enter it because it was the second the notification popped up. I was looking at my phone and he's like, oh my God, Sheena Shea's here. Let's invite her in to speak. And I was like, ah, abort, oh, abort. I was, I was like, shit. I, I and how many people to. are there? There weren't that many yet, but then so many people started joining and I was waiting for a phone call. So I just texted him on the side and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I have to hop off for a call. Like, I don't want you to think I'm like not into this. Like, yeah. you're doing great, sweetie, but <laughs> I gotta go. Oh my God. Yeah, that would be a lot of pressure. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. You guys have heard us talk about this before. It's Care Of, which is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best and support you long term. So they have this online quiz. It's like a five-minute quiz that you take. It asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, health concerns, helps you address your specific wellness goals. And it's basically like getting a one-on-one -on -one consultation with a nutritionist without ever having to leave your house. You get a personally tailored approach to your unique health needs. You don't have to make any big New Year's resolutions. You know, just small, impactful changes are just as important. Make taking better care of your health a New Year's resolution and make it super easy with Care Of. So this is something that I have used for a while now. I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about it on my show for the last couple of years. I love how easy and convenient it is to just, you know, like I said, go online, take that quiz, and then boom, you get a delivery to your door. And they have these really cute little packets that says like, hi, Sheena. And it has like a little saying or a little motivational quote. You can just throw them in your purse. So it's really easy to never forget to take your vitamins because you can just have them with you at all times. And right now, my listeners can get 50% off your first care of order. Just go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code SHAY50. Again, for your first care of order, go to TakeCareOf.com, enter code SHAY50. Back to Instagram. So yes. how did you grow from 1 million to what? You're almost at 9 million now. You know, I was at 9 million and then it depleted, which is very sad. I think a lot of people's <laughs> has depleted. I mean, I know that yeah. happened with my sister's boss. Like, she was over four, and now she's not. Yeah, the bigger accounts are really going down because it's kind of, like, killed the Explore page. Mm -hmm. And and who knows how they manipulate the growth strategies. But, like, the one millions, the two millions, like, they're doing well, and they, they still continue. But if you have, like, nine million, like, all my friends have lost, like, half a million people over the last year and a oh, half. Oh, wow. Which is shitty because it's like, you know, we're in a pandemic. You're already killing our views and our uh -huh. region now. Now you're, we're going to, like, kill the followers. Like, it's a lot. 
And anytime you have a paid partnership, it does not even get to reach like half of your audience. Yeah. And you're like, what? Because I'm getting paid people who follow me. Like I had a old girlfriend of mine. I'm more of like an acquaintance, but we've followed each other for the last decade. And she recently texted me and she goes, oh my God, I just saw you're pregnant. I'm like, <gasps> I'm six months pregnant. What? But she was like, I haven't seen any of your posts. And I'm like, how? It's just the stupid algorithm. I fucking hate it. I do too. I really hate it. And I really hate them right now. I have very like big middle finger energy today. So <laughs> I just want to fight them all. Yeah. You need to fight your stalker. I know. Yeah. So that's crazy. <laughs> that's yeah. scary. So so Lindsay found a stalker waiting for her. At last her place night. Last night. Yeah. So this is I'm a little still uh, nervous and kind of like uptight about it. But it was less than 12 hours ago or no, a little more than 12 hours ago. But um, I came home and there was a man waiting there. And in a place where he shouldn't have been and couldn't have gotten to. And he'd creeped me out before I'd seen him. And it just brings me back to Instagram, too, because they do nothing to combat, like, catfish. And there's Google Hangouts, and it's full of catfish and people impersonating women. And romantic impersonation is really dangerous to young women or or older or any woman or any man. But it's really not good for stalking. And people think they've had conversations with you when they haven't. So some asshole showing up to my house, like, what if he thinks that we've been talking for two years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I have an easy fix for this, and I don't know why Instagram doesn't do it. I'm scared. But when you sign up for an account, you have to send in your ID. Absolutely. That's right. the number one thing. And then thing. you're verified, and then that's it. Cybercrime, harassment, and abuse, and even misinformation would plummet if people yeah. were responsible for what they did online. All these fake accounts that yeah. talk mm-hmm. shit, they, they wouldn't do it if it was really them. And the platforms probably don't want that to happen because then it's way less fighting. It's way less bullshit, True. arguing, trolling, all of that. Yeah, less interaction. Mm-hmm. But so they it, really at don't this want point, to. they need to because I the agree. negativity, the bullying, they are responsible for, for part of that, you know, I and agree. they can prevent it. You know, they want to play God, but they're not really good people. Like you guys might have been good at building a platform and like having money and like doing the science shit. But do I think that like these men should be the code of ethics like these, no. you know, leaders of big, big tech? Like, fuck no. No. You know, Facebook originally was designed to harass women by voting on who was hot or exactly. not. Exactly. So I don't think that these douchebags need to be like ruling the world They're not anymore. the oversight board. Yeah. Or they shouldn't be. They make, by the way, <laughs> yeah, Facebook created their own oversight board. So they pick their own panel of people to, so now you can appeal if your stuff gets deleted or you can like you know, write a letter if some shit happens, but no one voted on this board. The board doesn't represent all types of people, all ages, you know, all walks of life. So it's a failure. And in my opinion, to make a board that no one voted for is just like, it's just tyranny with a bow. Well, speaking of boards, I know you like vision boards. I do. Do you have one currently? I have three. Yeah. Oh, can you tell us what's on them? Of course. Yeah. I have a work board and then I have a finance board. And then I have like a soulful vision board that is like how I want to become a better human and what I want to do throughout the year. I like so, that. Yeah. So I keep them all very separate. I'm very boardy. Like I need I need to see it on a wall. <laughs> so they're hanging up in your Yeah. Home. And okay. it's funny. They go by order of importance. So like the work board is in the living room and then the soul board is in my bedroom and then the finance one's like in the hall. Okay. It's very weird. Nice. Yeah, I'm kind of a psychopath. Is there something specific you can let us know that you have on there? Like what's what's one of your big goals or dreams coming up? Well, one really easy is I'm looking for my first house, like a big, you know, my big grown-up house. And I'll be 30 in May. So I'm trying to hit that mark before I get there. 
Yeah. Do you need a real estate agent? I have one, (laughs) but thank you. But if you have any leads or something, like hit up my girl for sure. Sure. But the house is really important to me. I think with the pandemic, sitting at home, you can get get cramped really fast. And I'm like, I need to be somewhere I feel inspired. Yeah. I bought a house two years ago and, uh, you know, had I known there was going to be a pandemic, I mean, I... It was the best decision ever because, yeah. I mean, I have a, I had an amazing apartment that I loved, but to be there for several months and it just it wouldn't have. Been it's the worst. Fun. And yeah. now guys are showing up at the house. So God is literally being like, Lindsay, get your ass out of this apartment. Like, go move. It's a lot of work, like doing all the paperwork and the loan. And it is a lot, but it's yeah. so worth it. Buying a house is like the best decision I ever made. We did Four full months there in quarantine, my boyfriend and I and then my sister and her boyfriend stayed with us for a while. And just being able to have the backyard and the pool and we're right on a golf course. It was really, really nice. I love where we live now. We live in San Diego by the beach. But every time we go back to Palm Springs, I'm like, oh, this was like home for a period of time. It's a different energy. It really is. I love the desert. Yeah. I feel like that's why you're so fun to follow, too, because you kind of like you roam and you're always in all these fun places. Yeah. A lot of people you follow (laughs) online are in one place doing the same thing. You, You kind of have like desert, beach. LA like it's very fun yeah we're soon gonna be back in LA full-time we'll still keep our place at the beach because Brock has his business in San Diego but I'm like I mean that's kind of I think the dream you have your city pad your beach house and your desert oasis yeah I think it's the no one can argue that that's probably like the best setup of all time I love it (laughs) so I hear you're a big fan of Bravo TV uh wait hold on Jamie before we get into that let's take a quick break So if you guys know me, you know I love to cook. The one thing I hate is figuring out what to make for dinner every night. Brock and I are so indecisive that it just gets difficult. So Green Chef has made it so much easier for us. It is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. They have the ingredients that come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, mostly prepped so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. My personal favorites I've had so far are the ancho chicken with cherry barbecue sauce. So bomb. Also, pregnant right now, I'm eating salmon like three times a week, and they have this amazing zesty salmon with this like wasabi cream sauce. Seriously, it makes things so easy just having all the ingredients right there ready to go. You don't have to go to the store. It gets delivered to your house. Also, I know Jamie is a huge fan of Green Chef because they have vegan and vegetarian recipes that are high in plant proteins, rich in omega-3s, and experts find that following a plant-based diet decreases the possibility of high blood pressure and also can boost your immune system. So although I'm not 100% on board like she is, I have tried some of their vegan and vegetarian meals, and they are bomb. You guys need to check it out. You can go to greenchef.com slash Shay90. Use the code Shay90, and you're going to get $90 off, including free shipping. And again, that is greenchef.com slash Shay90. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Like a hundred percent. And like the only people you get starstruck 
with our who? It's so true. I I have met Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, I've met, like, the most famous people don't give a fuck. But if I meet a reality star, especially from, and and only from Bravo, because I've met other reality stars and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But I guess it's because I watch the shows and I do feel like I'm invested. It's different. So, like, I met Erica Jane. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Oh, my God. Totally starstruck, but loved her, like, she, I mean, she's a bad bitch. She's yeah. going through it right now, but she's one of my favorite people to follow. She really is. She is going through it. Have you been in touch with her? Giving no, her I some mean, positive... I send DMs. I'm always like, yes. And when she posted the receipts of uh-huh. the mistress, I was living for it. From that phone from like in 1997. What? <laughs> what? Where was that phone That made from? it so much better, too. It was like a Nokia. Like... <laughs> Fucking Tom Girardi on his Nokia cheating. Right? Like, how dare you? On Miss Erica the Jane. burner okay. phone of all burners. She asked you to be in her video for Expensive. Yeah. So How we, fun was that? It was so much fun. It was maybe a few years ago. And um, I'll never forget. So we're like on the set of Erica Jane's music video. Like she's in full glam. She looks like a Barbie. It's this most the most beautiful set. And uh, we had to like pillow fight in a bed full of fake money. And so we're like pillow fighting and I'm nervous to fuck up her glam because I'm like, this is $700 on her face. Like, I know this. (laughs) $700 glam? I'm guessing. I'm guessing. (laughs) But I'm like, you know, I know the game. I'm like, you know, this makeup was expensive. Right. So I'm like pillow fighting and I'm afraid to touch her her face and mess up her hair. (laughs) And so we're doing it. And all of a sudden she stops and she goes, hit me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) And I tried, but it was really fun. Nice. Yeah. I've met her a couple times. The first time I saw her was at Coachella like three years ago. And I didn't know her yet. And I didn't, even though we're both on Bravo shows, I don't know if she watches my show. So I wasn't going to go up and be like, hi, I'm Sheena from Vanderpump Rules. (laughs) You should have. So I didn't at Coachella. I felt very intimidated. I was like super cash. It was like a day, like the Bootsy Bellows day party, like before you get to the festival. And she was so done up. I was like, I don't feel cute enough to go say hi. But I love that. Last year, or shit, I guess 2019 at BravoCon, I felt so like chic. And I was like, okay, we're here for the same event. We're sitting on the same stage. We're both being interviewed by the same person. I was like, I'm just going to go up and introduce myself and say hi. And I walk up. She knew who I was. She also knew that I wore her collection of Shoe Dazzle at the People's Choice Awards on the red carpet. And that's when I was going up to, like, thank her. I mean, I know she didn't personally send me the shoes. It was Shoe Dazzle. Close enough. There were these neon yellow snakeskin stiletto, like, pointy toe heels. I did a neon yellow nail to match it. And so I went up to just thank her. And she was like, oh, girl, I saw. She's like, you rocked that look. And I was like, Erica Jane liked what I wore? Like, because she's just so glamorous. Yeah, she's such a star. Do you, I have a question. Do you get nervous around any, like, has have any of them ever, like, freaked you out? I've met Erica, you, I, Todd and Lisa were on a plane. Uh-huh. And I told Todd he could cut in front of me. Ken? Yeah. Yeah. The husband. And okay, he had a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then maybe a few others. But I've met, like, a handful. But, like, do any freak you out? Not freak me out. I would say sometimes more like, like, Lisa still to this day, a decade later, she's still intimidating to me. <gasps> wow. She still scares the shit out of me. Wow. And, uh, like, that was the thing with, like, Erica. She's just such a personality and just such a star, mm-hmm. like, literally a star, that it was intimidating. But I haven't really been starstruck by any of them. I get starstruck by, like, 
Elton John. Like when he was huh. next to me at Craig's, I was freaking out. Like people who are like legends, yeah. that's the only person I would really get like freaked out by. Wow. Because like I've been on red carpets next to Kardashians and people before and that doesn't really phase me. Right. I just I love seeing them in person. And just as a girl, I think we probably all do this. I'm like, okay, so she's this tall, oh, her yeah. butt's this big. <laughs> and it's like, because on camera, you can't really tell. The Kardashians look way bigger on camera than they do in person. I don't think people understand like how yeah. tiny Kim actually is. Very tiny. So I'm like standing next to her at Upfronts one year and I'm like, I'm bigger than her. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Her boobs are obviously bigger, but like she's itty bitty. So I am like fascinated when I see people I watch on TV, but I don't really get like freaked out or starstruck by them. Yeah. But the older legends. So I know you had a nice run in with Real Housewives of New Jersey when you first got on the yeah. show. Oh, yeah. I know them, too. Not yeah. them. I've met, I know Melissa. We have some mutual friends. I love Melissa. I know. She's so cute. She is. Just so much energy, too. I feel like how does she manage like a store, the show, the kids, being hot, all of that. All of and it. she drinks wine a lot. I'm like, how the fuck do you do all of this? Yeah, I know. She's like the J-Lo of Housewives. So yeah, true. Totally. Yeah. I love Teresa too, though. Yeah. No, I'm Dolores. I mean, I, I love my housewives. Yeah, so Dolores which, is so cool. Which housewives franchise is your fave? I really love Beverly Hills, mm -hmm. I think. I love Orange County lately too, just because I've spent a lot of time in Orange County lately. So yeah. now I like seeing like Laguna and Newport. I actually just like the setting a lot. Right. Same. But I don't know. I love New York. They're so drunk all the time. <laughs> it's so fun to watch. They're just, like they're just peeing in bushes, and they're like fifty five. That's so inspiring. <laughs> like I don't know which one's your favorite. I only watch Jersey and Beverly Hills. I quit watching OC when Gretchen left the show years ago. <gasps> yeah, you gotta I come had, back. I had never watched New York. You have to Ooh, start. Um, I've yeah. never seen Dallas. I've never seen Potomac. Dallas is good this year. I didn't start yeah. Salt Lake. Oh, I love Salt Lake. I know, Lake. and see it, and I've heard so many good things about the other franchises, but I watch a lot of scripted TV, mm -hmm. and being on a reality show, I just, I watch it with such different eyes. Oh, I bet. That it's harder to enjoy, so I, I watch the shows with the people, I like, I know all of the Shaws of Sunset. They're all friends of mine, so I enjoy watching that show, because as I'm watching it, I could text Nima or Gigi or MJ and be like, okay, so wait, when you said this, Ooh, da, 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 da. <laughs> I love that. So I enjoy that aspect of it. So yeah. you two were both on the hills. Speaking oh, yeah. Oh, my world. God. We have that in common. So it's so funny because when you and I started texting, Lindsay, I was like, you were talking about your the person you were dating who oh was on God. the hills. I don't know if we want to bring his name up or not, but um, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You're the hot blonde at the Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were thrilled to have me there for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Audrina loved that. Yeah. I was like, wow. I think they really liked me. No. Um, <laughs> It was interesting. It was interesting, too. That was actually the second time Justin and I had met. But um, Justin had uh, DM'd me, like, years before. Okay. And, like, tried to make it happen. But I was seeing someone else. Okay. So you get set up, mutual friends, with Justin. Yeah. And the second date, you're at Friendsgiving. Yeah, which was really weird. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm even, like, fully committed. But um, that night, we actually went out alone. And then it was just, like, you know, for real. <laughs> And then how long <sighs> did y'all date for? We dated for two years. So we've wow. really just okay, broken up. So that Friendsgiving turned into two years. Two years. Yeah. Our anniversary was November. So I ended the relationship the end of this November, like the very end. 
Um, and he had already started filming a little bit. And I was like, yeah, you know, hell no. Like, we're not going to yeah. do this separate double life shit. I'm not interested. And uh, I had to block his number. Oh, no. And block, we had oh. to do couples therapy. I had to fully, like, I could not tolerate. Because he would still call and he'd call on our anniversary. And I'm like, you've chosen to do this, which I don't feel comfortable with. Yeah. So, like, go on. So but did you not want him to do the next I season? I did not mind at all. I'm like, okay. you can do almost anything, but we have to have transparency. You need to – I need to be in on it. Like, I need to know the decision-making process, you know, especially if a show has been all about your dating life and we've been dating for two years – you, I need to know what's up. And, like, mm-hmm. it's really inappropriate. And he was very comfortable making demands on my life and my schedule. And, you know, I would turn down appearances that made him feel uncomfortable. He was always added to my guest list when I did appearances and flew around the country. So it just wasn't matching. And so I was did like, you make the decision yeah. to not appear on the next season? And then is that what kind of caused? I heard nothing from them at all. Um, But I knew Justin was taking meetings and I knew something was coming around. And my intuition was like, ask Justin what he's doing. Like ask him about this show, blah, blah, blah. And um, he gave me some, I guess I can say he gave me some things I should expect from it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to walk away. And, you know, I just couldn't do it. Wow. But good luck to them. I'm sure it'll be <laughs> fantastic. Are they filming yeah. now or did they have to take a break for COVID? I heard that they took a break. Um, it's interesting because in November, it'll be three years since we met when we were filming or when That's we filmed. So crazy. So it's quite a bit of time in between. Um, but I have no idea. And, you know, it sucks that you have to cut off full communication Totally. But, you know, when you're in love with someone, it was just inappropriate. And he was like, you know, what if there's an emergency and I have to call you and, like, get in touch with you? And I was like, call someone on the show. Like, you you made a decision that, like, I'm not down with. So call someone that you, you know, call someone else. That's the only way you can really, like, break up. You just got a cold turkey. Cut that shit off. Jamie. Stop looking at me. You have to break up with someone? I I don't know. No, just (laughs) she has a bad habit of still stalking Instagrams. No, I wouldn't call it stalking. Not stalking. I would say somebody sometimes pops up on my discovery page. (laughs) And she doesn't click the little three dots and say, not interested. Yeah, you have to do that. that. I'm not interested in anything Hills bullshit. Don't care. But she has a great point because I discovered something last week. (gasps) And then she's spiraling. I was like, oh my God. One day. What did you discover? And by, so by the time I there's so uh, her, our best friend, Brett and I are the three of us in a group chat and uh, Brock and I were like mid watching a movie and I see voice note, voice note, voice <laughs> note. And I was like, I can't listen to these right now. Give me a couple hours. Uh-uh. By the time I listened to them, Brett was just responding via text. So I had like six Jamie voice notes just spiraling, spiraling, spiraling <laughs> in a row. Brock's looking. He's like, is she OK? Oh you have an intervention. You can take it from here. I'm so excited. (laughs) My theory on this is that what I discovered happened because someone listened to the podcast last week. No, two weeks ago. So I'm not going into it on the podcast. Okay. Shit. I'll tell you after. (laughs) I was ready for some tea. Yeah, (laughs) but she thinks that through this like mutual person who I know that now he's coming around. It was just like this whole. I was like, (gasps) basically, he was in the same location as Lisa Vanderpump last week. (gasps) 
I love this. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Anyway, so, so. How, how do you how do you cut it off cold turkey? How how were you strong, especially over the holidays? Like, I'm sure that had to be hard. Oh my god, it was really the worst, honestly. So I called. We had a therapist that we were working with, and so I called him before, and I was like, "Look, this is my plan. I can't do the communication anymore." And I warned Justin many times that like I was gonna not be able to do that. And um, so I like call. I did a pre call and a, a session, and then we did a mutual. We actually had to Zoom, which was horrible. Because when you cut off communication, that's a death pretty much. So it's like a virtual death. And you have a time limit too. And I actually wanted to spend the call like settling up our our being like, you know, wish you the best. Here's how we talk about each other in the future. Like give me back my shit. Like those kind of things. But instead, um, we almost continued to fight the same fight for like 40 minutes. And then we had the – and I that's why I pre-called therapists. Because by the way, I learned that there are really bad therapists out there. Oh, yeah. That's a new lesson. I think lesson. I've heard more bad than good about therapists, honestly. I'm not going to lie to you. There's some horrific fucking therapists. I'd rather give a best friend who has good sense $500 and be like, help us solve this. Absolutely. Than, than these. I mean, yeah, and he was horrible. really shady ones, too, that will tell your personal business at a bar and then your friend overhears <gasps> them talking. It happened to one of the guys on our show. Are you serious? Yeah, it was like at Rockin' Riley's one night. His therapist was there and she was talking about personal confidential shit and one of his friends friends was working and they're like i know this person you're talking about like that's illegal oh my god i don't think she's working anymore and and i think there's so many unqualified therapists because they'll you know the mft marriage and family therapists they're not actually they don't really have to go to school for very long to do that as far as i know you know they're not they're not doctors they're you know they're not even psychologists and now talking to people about social media reality tv like all these kind of new age things that they didn't maybe learn because it wasn't around when they were in school um it's really complicated like how do you explain to someone what like ghosting and catfishing and being like oh this girl had a finsta and was tagging me like they don't even know that fucking lingo yeah so it's just a little it's hard it's really hard but yeah the zoom therapy was worse and so we had like a 45 minute timer and I was just like, sayonara. Like, and then I just blocked it after. Good. And Honestly, I feel like really better. <laughs> there should be therapists that specialize in like reality TV and social media people. Yeah, right? Yeah. 100%. Jamie and I were listening to your podcast where you had Tracy from The Bachelor mm-hmm. on. And I think you said it was like 38 people. And I don't know when you recorded that, but at the time it was 38 people who had been on reality TV have committed suicide. Yeah. And just the amount of people I know that you were saying from like, was it Love Island? Yes. And I mean, that's just what's been reported. I can't imagine how many other people, you know, even if they haven't committed suicide, but just are struggling with mental health issues that come from doing reality TV because it's really not for everyone. And Mm -hmm. they don't, there's no way, it's not that they don't do it. It's just, there's not really a way to prepare you for what's to come when the show airs and what to expect from all of these trolls. 100%. And I mean, I think people don't get like, you guys are telling a story. The, the show is a product and there has to be conflict. There has to be someone who gets a short end of the stick. There has to be dumb, embarrassing moments. Like that's important uh, to make the show. But people really forget that 
you're there for entertainment. So they get so in you know, so involved and they mm-hmm. think it's completely real and it's completely like, you know, in, in normal life, you don't like someone, you don't keep showing up to their birthday party. Right. But you have to, they're forcing <laughs> these personality types who purposefully clash. And I mean, I've even been on some sets where the producers kind of lie to the cast. So they'll say so-and-so kind of said this. They're very smart about manipulating people and getting you to a point of conflict and like freaking out. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't think... I think everyone at home needs to remember, like, reality stars, give them the credit you might give an actor a little bit more. Yeah. Like, think about, you don't get mad that someone killed someone on a soap opera. Like, give right. people <laughs> with reality shows stardom, like, a little bit of ease because they are absolutely playing a character Yeah, still. And it's just forgotten by the general public. But it's not surprising because people are very stupid. If you could put yourself <laughs> on any reality show, what would it be? I think I'm good. You know, I... Yeah? I Filmed three pilots, like pretty serious pilots. Like mm-hmm. we did the sizzles and the pilots for major networks. I was involved in the production of one. I've appeared on like two a little bit. And I don't think I want to anymore. I okay. really think hopefully I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. I mean, I like love being the, a fan. All the goals that someone may have for doing reality, you already have that. I feel like, you know, you yeah. have your endorsements. Oh, for sure. You have your followers. Way ahead of that. Yeah. You know, so it's like what would be the goal? even in doing it I agree and but and it's honestly good I think it's really like a happy place to be to not like you know seek that out but I definitely love being a fan I don't want to go anywhere because I like to watch it okay so enough about exes are you dating anyone currently are you single because I know that was the number one question Jamie got she was like is she single got it next question (laughs) um A hundred percent. I'm single. I really don't know what I want to do. A part of me is like, should I go through like a hoe phase? Like when I was in college, I'm thinking about it. Yes. I'm like, maybe I should. supports. I've had two. And (laughs) they were necessary. I had my after college one. Okay. And then I had my after divorce one. (gasps) Okay. That could be me now. There's really a part of my soul that's like, maybe I should just fuck around. You should. I I don't know. Because the whole marriage thing, I'm starting to be like. I don't know. I think when you get really disappointed at my, you know, I'm 29. Yeah. We were very in love. It's like if I, we were talking about being married. So it's like, I can't go from that to wanting to do that again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so disappointing. So I'm now I'm like. No, you need a couple years to just fuck around. You're yeah. still so young. My second hoe phase came at what? 32, 33. <gasps> Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like 32. It started in Vegas, which was the, the best place. Perfect place between the Chippendales, Magic Mikes, and Thunder from Down Under. It was the perfect place to be single. I love that. Yeah, Yeah, I really, I could be down with that, just dating around. And I've been reading a lot of dating books, and they say that you really need to, um, I forgot the specific words, but they said you need to like have a much bigger, I feel like women, a lot of us tend to date someone, and we get the first guy we like a little bit, and we stick with him. Mm -hmm. But I really think I need to like try try yeah and do not settle that's the biggest thing like I was so picky until Brock and he just didn't give me a choice he kept coming around he literally (laughs) flew to Vegas I was like low-key seeing a girl I was so over guys and I had like this girlfriend and he showed up and surprised us with a present for her that she really wanted and uh, literally just out of nowhere is in Vegas and like hung out with us the whole night and I'm like 
I- I'm here with her. And he was like, cool, well, I'm going to stick around. And he just kind of didn't give me an option. And I was so thankful because <laughs> I was so anti-guys that it really took the right person being so persistent and interested that I was like, okay, done with girls, back to boys. <laughs> I love that so much. And I really love, too, that it's like, I feel like we like there's so much pressure to have it figured out by 30 yeah or you know i'm 29 so i was really dealing this whole pandemic with like the oh you're gonna be 30 too so like i'm dealing with turning 30 i'm dealing with a breakup and then there's like corona so it was just a mess Mm -hmm. but now i really think adolescence is a lot longer than people think i really think it's till at least 25 and then i think young adulthood is till maybe 30 and then you're barely getting into like the juice just based on how society is today so i like seeing people find their soulmate not you know at 25 it's inspiring and it makes me feel a lot better and yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. i just love it i agree yeah i was 34 and that's what i tell people all the time like even like it took me a divorce a relationship hooking up with my best friend for a year and many others (laughs) you know before i figured it out and i you know now i'm pregnant i hope we figured it out (laughs) hell yeah let's hope this one sticks yes So we got a bunch of fan questions. I'm so scared. Um, I also got a a couple um, videos of, you know, I don't want to say dick pics. They were actually dick videos. Wow. Thank thank you for that, Lindsay. So sorry. So when you asked for questions, they responded with a video jacking off? Um, they weren't jacking off. They were just, What's you know. What's a dick video? Like, I'll show you. I don't need to no, see it. No, you don't need to see it. Never mind. Brock is here too. I'm sorry, Brock. No, like, um. Basically, like they're just laying in bed, you know, holding it up and, and showing it off. Harder yes. from, uh, like I would say they were all pretty much like in the mid range, unless they just aren't that big. Uh, huh. But yeah. Um, yeah, even one I, I saw a dick from India. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never seen Indian dick before, so thank you. Thanks, Instagram. Thanks. Thank you for that. Um, okay, so some of the better questions <laughs> we got better uh, than the dick. <laughs> Nick S S S underscore one forty three wants to know: Have you ever dealt with mental health issues? Oh my God! Yeah, Nick S S S S S. For sure. There's like no doubt in my mind that I've been a depressed person on occasion. I don't know. I definitely I go to therapy right now. I'm actually interested in Reiki and uh, acupuncture. I'm trying Same. to do the, the other route to really clear some negative energy. But Love for sure, that. I'm definitely a person who is uh, I have issues, but a lot of us do. And we it's all totally, do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think everyone. Are you an empath? Like, do you I, I hear you talk about intuition a lot? Like, mm-hmm. are you a very spiritual person? I kind of am. I'm not like super religious, but I can definitely uh, figure things out before they need to be said. I have a really good intuition, like almost a psychotic intuition. And it's for the weirdest things. Like what? Um, I actually knew the the guy who stalked me. I had taken a photo of him outside before because he weirded me out. And months later, he ended up being <gasps> the guy last night. But I had known that he – I knew something was weird. And I took a photo in my phone. And I didn't delete the photo. I kept running out of storage, but I didn't delete the photo for months because I was like, something's weird with that guy. Something's weird with that guy. And I finally deleted the photo, but he showed up at the house. But I'd recognized his face so much from the photo that it was like my own intuition. And even with Justin and the TV show, I would say, ask about this. There's something strange happening now. Bring this up right now. And, um, you know, the universe definitely gives me answers. And Interesting. I, yeah, yeah, and I listen when it does. So. I love that. Yeah, I think you know 
more people should listen to their intuition or, or figure out how to, to clear the noise so they can hear it. I think totally. it's very important. We all have it yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Um, a lot of people wanted to know what is your exercise and diet routine? Oh my God, that's so I want to know that too. <laughs> what, what can I do post baby to look Ooh. like you? <laughs> you look amazing, first of all. Thanks. But um, yeah, right now I'm going to Pilates as much as I can. Pilates okay. is great for getting the body like nice and lengthened. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to eat clean. Like I used to eat a ton of fast food. I'm like a naughty girl from Louisiana. So I'll eat a lot and I don't really care. But um, the stress of last year really changed my body. I lost a lot of weight. But I felt really bloated all the time, which is the worst feeling. So like your your boobs and your butt get smaller, but your belly gets bigger and not in a <laughs> sexy way. And it was horrible. Yeah. Um, so as soon as I started the breakup process, I started eating cleaner and I made a point to work out and I drink a lot of water all day because that bloating came from stress because it raises your cortisol increases inflammation so really when your belly is big it's you didn't get fat if, if everywhere else in your body is like losing and your belly's big that is stress and yeah. so that's what I'm really working on now it's even less about working out but it's on Sundays I go to the beach and I relax and then I drink water all day I'm just trying to be calm because I think that's going to make me look better than all the workout in the world Definitely. And the acupuncture and Reiki will be good uh, for that as well. I cannot wait. They're yeah. going to clear me of Justin Bobby energy. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. I'm like so excited. I do acupuncture twice a week. I've done Reiki numerous times. I just finally made Jamie's appointment for her. <gasps> so because you have been? No. Oof, yeah. She hadn't booked it. I got her a session for her birthday in September. We're now coming up on February. And I was like, you know what? I was like, she comes down on Mondays to watch The Bachelor. I was like, so on um, February 8th at 4.30 p.m., you have a Reiki appointment. Here's the address. Enjoy. (laughs) I'm so excited to hear how it goes. I'm really excited, too. Yeah. Um, If you want to listen to my first Reiki experience with a different practitioner, you can listen. Was it last week or the week before? It was Uh, the week before. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. That's when you did Molly. I mean, um, (laughs) mushrooms. (laughs) No, that was a different episode. (laughs) Molly, mushrooms. I'm just doing all the experimental (laughs) shit because she's pregnant. Yeah, I'm like, do it for me. Ayahuasca's next up. Yes. (laughs) Fun. Yeah. Did you see Chelsea Handler did it on Netflix? No. You can watch her do it. She's such a bad bitch. I've watched so many documentaries on it. I've never seen hers. She did it and they filmed it. So you see the whole thing. Because a lot of people, like Zach Efron went to show, but he didn't show at all. And I'm like, nah, Chelsea Handler did it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I would want to show at all. I I do. I want to film me doing it and what comes out of it. Well, yeah, actually you film it and then you decide if you want to show other people. Yeah. 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 It's so healing. Like supposedly one session of ayahuasca is like 10 years of therapy. You know, it's like people have said, like, it's this ancient thing. It's basically they take two roots in Peru and these ancients figured out how to combine these two particular roots, make it into a tea. And then they call it like the dotores, like I think that's or doctores or something. It's little doctors goes into your brain and fixes everything that you have fucked up all your trauma you witness your trauma from third per- like a third person point of view so it takes you out of it and so it's like that's how you can heal it Whoa. so yeah super interested in this but anyway oh I'm let's go down. back to your question i have one more for you uh do you have dating advice for women um for example like 
do you think men should always pay or how soon you know do you hold hold off having sex in Ooh. the beginning or do you do anything anything like this or do you not have any like gender rules oh hell yeah well this is for both but i think um i always tell people like i don't do casual sex anymore even though i'm thinking about a hoe face so i might do it I conscious i might do it consciously yeah. you but can knowing have a that i'm not gonna date anyone. having sex yeah oh yeah you can I mean, you can just date a lot fun. of people date around <laughs> you know yeah. for me that's what's fun i don't like casual sex see either. i don't like dating like the awkward conversations you have to have with fucking strangers yeah. like you know just go out to a bar and then bang it out i don't yeah. know but I feel like if you're going, <laughs> if you different. find yourself, if women find themselves having issues with commitment, I think one of the smartest things to do is establish the relationship before you have sex. Patty Stanger said it on the Millionaire Matchmaker. Uh-huh. Remember, like, no sex before monogamy. She wasn't playing. Like, she was she was telling you, like, golden advice. And I know it sucks because, you know, uh, other partners will ask for it. Like, men will ask for sex knowing that they probably shouldn't have it. Yeah, And that was like a thought to like that Patty Sanger would always say. But if you have issues with commitment, like establish the relationship before and whatever you do in that beginning phase is how the whole relationship is going to play out. So say you court, you know, each other for two months. However, that dynamic is that's what's going to last you two to five years. You know, so if you if you start paying for stuff in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you're going to do that for two years. Uh, Yeah, been there, (laughs) done that. (laughs) Yeah, so the beginning is really important, just like those little cues. Like I will say one thing about like my hoe phase was if it was someone that I felt like I was going to be like genuinely interested in dating, I wouldn't sleep with them right away. Exactly, and I've I've actually never. Well, nope, lied. There was one one Chippendale after that show. We did have sex that night. <laughs> but other than that, but then we ended up like still being friends and like it continued. It wasn't a one night stand at all. I've never had a one night stand. But if there was someone I seemed like I was interested in, like, you know, then, yeah, we're going to go out to a few dinners and get to know each other first. Right. Like Brock and I hung out for several weeks before we had sex because I thought, you know, like, I don't know, this guy could be the guy exactly. so i'm not just gonna bang him and exactly there was the girl who was in the way and you know it was the whole thing but Wait, so when do you know when is it appropriate to have sex like do you have that conversation about monogamy for like how do you initiate that conversation 100 percent. you well usually i mean usually at that point like a guy will or another group will bring it up and be like so what are you guys and the guy's like you know we're together or whatever but as soon as you guys are like we're dating we're monogamous that's when I think you. I don't think it should be unclear. I think you should be very clear because the wrong person is going to take advantage of it being unclear. Yeah. And there are assholes who will date you and waste your time and pretend like they love you and then leave you after they have sex. There's and I think those people are fucking gross. But we have to play the defense. Like we can't try to fish out who's gonna be that guy. We can only be like, let me not have sex with you till we're established. Yeah. So do you tell them that up front? That oh my that's god. Your plan? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but I really, I mean, I'm kind of a, I'm actually kind of a really serial monogamous. Like I've been dating people for a while. So there's, I haven't done as much dating around. So maybe that's what I I need to do. I think everyone needs their hoe phase, whether it's in college, you know, those slutty college years or after college in your early thirties. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I think it's necessary because then also when you do settle down again, it's like, you don't really feel like you missed out on anything. You realize how much you don't want that anymore and how much you do enjoy this. So it's just a good 
balance. That's just my advice. I did it twice, like I said, and I think that both times were very necessary. The second one, even more than the first. Because the first, I was just, I was 21. I was single. You right. Know, uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you is we were talking about it last week, you know, like there are celebrities everywhere. So like, yeah, I didn't want to settle down in a relationship when I was banging the guy from Desperate Housewives. Of course. So who, if you can tell us, was your best celebrity hookup? Uh, hmm. Or not even necessarily like hook up, but like yeah. interaction with like you went to dinner or something like that. So you don't have to say you slept with that. I mean, I don't even want to say it because I still hope that because I'm <laughs> newly single. So uh-huh. it might happen. Okay. But I can just say like the number one. Like you guys all know. Think really, really deep. You know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. You're number one. And it's like, think of the guy you're thinking. My number one is no one's number one. (laughs) Wait, who's your number one? Come on. If you're listening to me, just trust me. It's your number one. Like, that's all I can say. Chris Pratt? No, better. Come on. Number one. The hottest guy in the world in my Brad Pitt? There's only, I mean, what gets better than Brad Pitt? Mm. Did he die in Titanic? Uh, he might have. He might have died in a boat movie Did, once Does he or have twice. really bad taste in, in women on boats? I might have party with him, but no sexual intercourse. Okay. Okay. So there's, you know, there's still hope. Yeah. But we have to, uh, we have to kick him of his like t- dating baby habit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't like his. Um, I mean, he seems to have a type, also, yeah. but um, I don't know. He's not my type. So that's so why who's when you your said type? Yeah, same. Who's um, your number one? I'm mine, scared. Mine are like weird, shy, nerdy emo boys. Who's not she like? Do you have ones? Like our taste is very different. Like, like tattoos. Her bachelor musician. crushes are like the ones I would have sent home on the first night. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> I like I like a unique person, like someone who isn't perfect. You like you that know? guy from the OC, the guy with the curly hair? I like his nerdiness. Mm. I don't like there curly hair guy though. Who's in the mm. OC? Who she likes? Oh, I've got my eye on someone. Right, he's newly divorced. Yeah, Chang Tatum. Oh, so he's broken. What's that? Chang Tatum. No, no. See, that's not my type. Chang. That's he's too Ugh. he's too perfect. Like in yeah, that way. Yeah. Like I, that to me, that's not attractive. Mm. I like something like flawed. I guess. <laughs> Ooh, that's cute. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but, I feel like I'm the notorious like bad boy dater because I dated Dan and then my ex Callum Best, who's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's such a cutie. He's and then I have Justin, yeah. and it's like, where the fuck am I going to go from here? We we did Dan, <laughs> Callum, and Justin. You go like the opposite direction. And I think the problem is I don't. I'm never really into it at first. Just like you said, I think that they're kind of wild, and they love that. And yeah. so maybe I don't like know. a tech entrepreneur or something, like somebody really smart but super successful and ambitious. <laughs> for I know. You. Let's date the guy who like owns Twitter, so we can fix all like the world's problems. <laughs> yes. Oh my That'd god, you guys would be like a power couple, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what is next for you? Do you have a new calendar coming out this year? What are you working on? I do have uh, my 2021 girl on girl calendar. It's Ooh. so cute. I put my friends in it, so I produce this whole thing. It's really fire. Um, what am I doing this year? I know I have some big photo shoots coming up. I might have like weaselled my way into a film. But that's about it. I mean, I'm really, you know, so busy with my podcast. And then I have, like, one of the biggest OnlyFans pages of all time. Like, and that is top zero, zero, one percent. Yes. So that is extremely difficult to manage on top. That is a full-time job, Mm -hmm. just talking to fans all the time and creating content there. So I'm just fully uh, immersed in this. And then I have to buy a house. Yeah. So all of that. Busy girl. Yeah. 
And that's going tell insane. us about your podcast. So it's called Eyes Up Here. Yeah, Eyes Up I Here. I love that name, <laughs> yeah. too. It's so cute. <laughs> Someone on Twitter made it up. But um, Eyes Up Here is honestly a show about whatever I'm into. So I talk to my friends a lot, like you and Jamie. But then I love to talk to experts. So this week I had um, experts on domestic violence from USC come on. And I've talked to Burt Kreischer and I've had some actors and comedians. I'm just kind of interested in everything, which makes it very difficult to explain the show because I feel like I have trouble explaining this show too. I'm like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I feel multifaceted. Like some days like, yeah. you want to talk about science and then some days you want to talk about boys. Yeah. Not that those two are exactly opposite. But I love but that. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm up to. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you guys definitely have to check her out. Go sign up for that OnlyFans. Listen to Eyes Up Here. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. All right. Let's wrap it up with some reviews. Lindsay has the negative one. Yeah. And first of all, since I'm an outsider, I listen to some of these negative reviews. You guys are fucking insane. Not you guys, but like some of the people who obviously write some of this shit. I'm like, this is free content. And you're so warm and lighthearted. I'm like, what do you even have to say? So, you know, I'm from the South. I will fight your ass. But okay, what did the, okay, the negative one that says, okay, it says from Jacqueline. I'm so sorry, but anytime you tell stories about yourself, it's awkward, especially when the podcast is about someone else. Well, um, honestly, moron, I feel like when you (laughs) mirror, like a part of being a human being is drawing from each other's experience and being like, oh, yeah, I've experienced something similar. That's actually what uh, sane, rational minded humans do. So called a conversation. Absolutely. And it means that you're listening and you're engaging and also like you're such an idiot. Like it's just hard (laughs) to even give constructive criticism to trolls. Yeah. Yeah, and nice. Like, Brock is here and he like always fights us on this. He's like, take it as constructive criticism. But then there's just some yeah. that it's they're just trolls. Yeah. It's you they're know, so there's, there's nothing constructive about it. I I literally feel like I have so many jobs and do so much. I've never written something cruel on anyone's thing. I've never left a one star review on like almost anything. Same. So I just wonder, it's like Mm. It says more about the reviewer than than what they're reviewing. I mean, I've never even left a bad tip for the worst service I've Mm -hmm. gotten in my life. That's what I was thinking. They still get 20%. I'm like, they're probably having a really bad day. They need this. Yeah, I feel like... I, I personally feel like you guys should do four stars for constructive criticism. Exactly. Five stars for perfect. And I wouldn't even talk to the ones because the ones are cuckoo. Yeah. So maybe we should just stop reading the one stars. And, f- and I was worried about that because I'm like, is this going to like enable encourage people and encourage them to leave more just be- so we can like discuss them on That's how the my podcast. Twitter trolls are. If I answer one, they're like flock. But if you mm. if you answer a compliment, those flock. So. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. So anyone who's listening, we do want your constructive criticism. Don't tell me not to talk about veganism. Don't tell Sheena to, to not talk about her pregnancy because that's... Or her life. Yeah. Because we will. Exactly. <laughs> we'll keep it under control, though. Um, and I joke. No, because somewhat, people did say that, and we do take it into consideration. Mm-hmm. We don't try to throw it down people's throats. Yeah. Um, the only vegan thing mentioned today was my um, Green Chef ad, so... Yeah, and then Lindsay and I obviously are uh, business well, and partners sugar taco. In, yeah. Yeah, in sugar taco. But that's the so. thing. It's like that's a big part of your life. It's my life. And it's my passion. You know, it's, it's like yeah. we, we touched on it. We talked about it. And then, you know, on to the next. And it's but, like, would you rather someone talk about like keto for hours? Oh, no. <laughs> or something else. <laughs> okay, All so right. we ha- I have two 
uh, five stars to read. So I'm going to let you guys tell me which one you want. One is very long and one is short and sweet. Let's do the short and sweet. We'll save the long one for next week. Okay. Love this <laughs> podcast. Five stars from Das Skittles Knows All. Das Skittles. I love listening to this podcast. It seriously is my favorite, and I listen to a variety. I love Sheena and Jamie. Jamie is so great at questions for the guests and always adds interesting facts during the conversation. Sheena is positive and always has the tea. Love them both. Heart, heart, heart. Aw, thanks, Duskittles. Thank <laughs> and you spelled my name right. I appreciate it. Love that. Okay, Lindsay, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me at Lindsay Paylos on pretty much every single thing. So, yeah, you don't really have to jump through any hoops. Lindsay, Lindsay with Paylos. an E. Yeah, Lindsay with an E. I used to be first, but, I mean, who knows if Instagram is down today. It was the first one when I typed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you never know. Sometimes they're shady. Sometimes Lindsay Lohan beats me. Mm, but that's Lindsay with an A. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, Lindsay Paylos on everything. And you can listen to my podcast, Eyes Up Here, anywhere you listen to podcasts, really. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back in studio next week. Bye. Sheena Shea. Shea FK. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Get over here, boy. I'ma make you mad. Yeah. Do you want it? Let me see you shake that.